0: It's actually shaping up to be probably one of the most interesting quarters that I can remember probably over the last 10 years.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of CC Talks. I am Ilaria Severi, the Marketing and Communications Manager of Creative Clicks, and I will be the host of our CC Talks. In this podcast series, we will not only introduce you to our company, Creative Clicks, but we will also talk about several topics regarding mobile and performance marketing together with special guests and experts in the field. In our first episode, I'm very happy to introduce you to our CEO, Raymond Kokken. Hi, Raymond. Hello, hello. And the SVP Business Development, Jordan Cunningham, who is based in our Toronto office. Hey, Jordan. Hi, Ilaria. Thank you for being here today, guys. How are you?
2: Good. Thank you very much, Ilaria.
1: So, well, if we want to start, let's say we start with saying what year it has been, right?
2: No, definitely. It's a strange year with the coronavirus. It's also our 10-year anniversary this year. And uh, in a fast-changing tech market, I think it is a huge achievement that we are there already uh, for 10 years, our real household brand in the performance marketing industry. Uh, so that's quite an achievement, definitely.
1: Yeah, well, congratulations about that. Indeed, that's a really important milestone. And, well... I I know that the company has celebrated it in in its own way since, you know, the unusual circumstances didn't allow the usual celebrations, but still, I think that we at the company had a chance to really feel the milestone that we all achieved together, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. Of course, we had something else planned. The plan was to go out with the whole team uh, to some sunny places and to celebrate and, and have a good couple of days uh, with partying, uh, good conversations about the industry, et cetera. Et cetera. And, and, and seeing every member involved again. But yeah, of course, we couldn't uh, do that. So um, we have small, uh, small other uh, celebrations uh, rather than uh, the big outing uh, we have planned. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... Well, at least we were able to send our creative clickers around the world, the staycation set. That was a good one. um, You know, some tools and things that they could use during their staycation because maybe this summer nobody really had a a chance to go on holiday, but at least we tried to together remember this moment and celebrate it in our own unusual creative clicks way. Definitely. Well, that's great. But if we talk also about a bit more creative clicks, So besides the celebrations, another thing I think it's worth mentioning is that, well, in these past months, companies have been having quite a hectic moment, so to say, all over the world. And this is actually the least we can say. And many companies found themselves cutting budgets and teams. But actually, at Creative Clicks, we have hired quite a lot of new people recently, even just the past month. We had eight new employees.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Correct. Uh, of course, when when we heard about the coronavirus in the first place and, and started to have a uh, lockdown in March, everybody was not only afraid of the business or the, the economics in that sense, but also uh, on a personal level. When you see uh, all the news in the media and full hospitals and, and people are going to die on the on the intensive cares. Yeah, I. I, I, I I was also a little bit afraid of health and and what kind could happen to my relatives, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And in addition to that, what will be the impact on the business at that time? Of course, we are in the performance uh, marketing, so that means that because we have always a sale or a lead element in towards our marketing, brands naturally switch budgets from branding to performance when there is an economical downturn. So uh, we had a couple of big brands who actually, in advertisers, who actually had to cut budgets because they were uh, in the travel industry. Now I, I, could, I don't have to explain you what happened to that industry at the moment. But we also had some global e-commerce players, yeah, with, at that moment uh, were increasing their budgets. So yeah, we saw some good months, and now we try uh, to invest in some new opportunities. We see we had plans for a real. Um, growth scenario but of course when also clients are cutting budgets we still see some modest growth but uh, I think modest growth in terms like uh, in, in, in the economical crisis where we are now is still a huge achievement so I'm, I'm very happy that we are at where we are now and, and the financial and, and uh, performance of the company and also the talented people we were able to acquire to further growth and all the initiatives that are on the table to further grow the company especially Related to the time period of where we are now and in, in, in the big economical uncertainty there is out there.
1: No, definitely, that's totally true. And so, yeah, indeed, these past quarters were a challenge for everybody. We all tried to find solutions to the new problems, and well, it's it's good that we were able to face certain problems and actually find opportunities in the challenges. But then. What I would like to ask Jordan is, what do you think about these upcoming Q4? What do you think is going to happen?
0: It's actually shaping up to be probably one of the most interesting quarters that I can remember probably over the last 10 years. Um, There are a lot of really uh, impactful things that are happening at the moment. I think if we look at the impact of, of coronavirus on kind of our ecosystem, we're going to be seeing probably a lot more e-commerce spending mm-hmm. and a lot more, probably, streaming-driven activity than we have in previous quarters. I think with iOS 14 coming in the next month or two, that's going to be a big shape- shake-up for our industry, mm-hmm. and I think to kind of add to all of this, we also have a presidential election that's going to be occurring in the U.S., which typically can have an impact on bid rates and, and different platforms. So it, it should shape up to be a really, really interesting quarter for the performance and mobile marketing industry.
1: No, definitely. The election part is something that always impacts the economy and then the activities and the market that... We are in at the moment. What do you think, Raymond? Do you agree with Jordan?
2: I agree totally with Jordan, Um, uh, especially in Q3, uh, sorry, Q4. Normally, the bid prices on traffic is, is going up significantly. So that means that either the good converting ones like the e-commerce uh, increase their budget, while other have to cut budget because they, you know, because the lifetime value doesn't correlate anymore with the cost of acquisition. Elections, uh, there comes a different factor in as well. So uh, that has also uh, normally uh, an impact on, uh, on on pricing, and with uh, the new Apple uh, regulations on the tracking uh, platform which is completely uncertain for a lot of people uh, how that will impact the industry um, uh, on the short term. You know, there are a lot of things which are um, looking for us uh, very bright in terms of the the partners we have, uh, especially on the e-commerce side, they will increase budgets. But there are also a lot of uncertainties about, okay, can we make a good ROI on it? Because uh, if the prices on on traffic are going to be uh, increasingly because especially in the US market uh, with the elections, uh, it can have impact. And I don't know what the impact will be in Q4 of the new uh, uh, Apple tracking uh, system and what our uh, advertisers will do uh, related to that. But it's challenging and we will have to see it.
1: Yeah, because maybe, I don't know if all our listeners... Uh, know about it but indeed recently Apple made a decision of crippling the IDFA which indeed will impact mobile marketing quite a lot but like you guys said we still don't know it's still too early to say what is going to happen right?
0: Yes I think we've seen a ton of press uh, and speculation about how that's going to impact the mobile marketing ecosystem. I think As a company, we've tried to have a little bit of an outlook and some suggested solutions on how we're going to approach user acquisition uh, in a post-IDFA world. I think if we look at some of the things that we've tried to do as a company, it's been a lot of testing around different traffic types, different buying models, different attribution methods, and we're trying to figure out what the best fit is going to be for the kind of the future of of mobile media buying. I think for us, we've looked at forms of non-IDFA traffic, things like limited ad tracking, That includes mobile web inventory and different inventory channels, and that's been um, promising. I think we've seen that there's very promising performance there, and there's a very big pool of kind of uh, cost-effective, non-personalized traffic, but I think a lot of it, like Raymond said, is going to be how brands interpret what's going on and how they look at uh, mobile marketing with a new scope, and I think that's the part that's, that's kind of uncertain.
2: Yeah, especially the current attribution platforms give the advertisers a lot of information about an event, app tracking, and and whatever happens if, let's say, a consumer is a little bit more engaged with the app, you know, then, uh, especially the attribution platform, give a lot of insights about it, so that they can down drill the lifetime value per user very well uh, and and very detailed. With the new tracking system, it's, let's say, less sophisticated. That means less information is being uh, post back. Of course, we have a lot of data already. We didn't know a lot of traffic sources which convert in specific verticals. So the data we have now Uh, would be sufficient in order to uh, target those app users on the short term, especially when the advertiser still can get information about the lifetime volume of a specific publisher. Having said that, you know, the the older information gets, the less it is is, uh, on par. So that means that uh, we don't know how the advertiser will react on that. It's just something we have to see. I think we have enough data and a lot of knowledge uh, and and vertical uh, knowledge about what kind of advertiser will convert or what kind of Advertiser will convert on what traffic sources, what will be eventual, the quality of it. Uh, then when consumer uh, habits are changing, also the data will be outdated. And then, yeah, we have to completely uh, be reliant on the Apple tracking platform, which is at the moment less uh, detailed and doesn't give uh, a lot of insights compared to the to the other attribution platform uh, right now.
1: Okay, so you would say that our solution is using the amount of data and knowledge that you have so far and combining with testing and seeing how these two things together can help you find solutions to the new situation, if we don't want to say to the new problem.
2: Correct. And that's, of course, the solution on the short term, the solution of the long term. We have to see how sophisticated Apple will make the platform and if they can make it sophisticated enough to get more detailed data about the user, also, the, the fraud detection uh, is less sophisticated or maybe not even uh, there compared to the big attribution platforms. So we are driving a little bit in the blind at the moment and we have to see how eventually the lifetime value of the users uh, and the data the advertiser get, if that's sufficient for them to keep on spending. Uh, we have seen that a lot of the budget will be switched to, uh, to Android. But nevertheless, we also know that the lifetime volume of Apple users are normally uh, higher. So uh, you know, just to say, okay, let's not include Apple users anymore in the in the user acquisition, sounds to me a little bit uh, impossible. But I can also imagine that the advertiser want to make sure they get ROI on their user acquisition, and if they don't get enough information out of their tracking tool of Apple, uh, it's a little bit uncertain for them as well.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. That makes sense. But then my other question uh, following up to this and still related to quarter four is that quarter four, it's also very important quarter, not only because it rounds up the year, but because it's full of it's the the holiday season. So a lot of holidays, especially towards end from let's say starting end of October, we're going to have Halloween. And then in November, we're going to have Thanksgiving and then Black Friday and then Christmas. What, do you see what will happen in these upcoming months also related more specifically to the holiday season? How the current situation will impact the holiday season, according to, to you, Jordan?
0: I think historically we've seen e-commerce brands have spent significantly to acquire new users during this period. I think with the current situation, a lot of people uh, confine more to the home. I think e-commerce spending is probably going to go up significantly. And I think that's going to have an impact on the respective budgets. So I think that we will see once iOS 14 is kind of released and you know, a lot of the testing and kind of performance of that release are uh, determined, then I think brands specifically in the e-commerce vertical are probably going to start looking uh, very heavily at, at kind of maximizing the remainder of the quarter and trying to make the most out of You know, very, very increased uh, e-commerce spending through this period due to everything that's kind of going on with coronavirus.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Raymond?
0: Yeah, I think uh, social. We see TikTok, for example,
2: really uh, taking off uh, with user acquisition, uh, which is also a very important client of us. So the social part of it is also, but we have also other social clients who actually cut budgets in Q4 and they keep on spending in Q1 so it's a little bit dependent on the vertical it's a little bit depending on the company itself so the strategy how aggressive they want to be in the market how they are going to take advantage of the holiday period
1: fair enough guys well is there anything else you would like to, to add about what you think it's going to happen in this upcoming quarter or beginning of next year what are you expecting what are you hoping for
2: now, having said that, uh, let's say we had a real strong Q1 this year compared to uh, our Q1 last year. So uh, also we see that in, in particular parts of, of, uh, of verticals and brands, uh, we increased spending in Q1, which is normally a really slow quarter for us. But because of the, of the coronavirus, we took uh, a lot of advantage on that one and also in Q2. So normally the focus is more Q3, Q4 focused or related uh, to get the big budgets in. And now I hope if we can have a solid Q4, then I think we uh, we have done a, a very good job in this year. And the only thing I can hope is that Q1 will be uh, at the same uh, level as our previous
0: Q1. That will be very good for the, for the business indeed.
1: Would you like to add something, Jordan, to that?
0: Sure. I think one... There, there are a lot of obvious kind of changes and, and challenges that are coming ahead uh, probably in the next quarter or two quarters. Um, I think we really want to reiterate that Creative Clicks is committed to open-minded, test, open-minded testing, um, new traffic types, different buying models, different attribution methods. I think testing is mm-hmm. going to be the most important aspect of all these changes. Uh, I think that's going to give us concrete understanding of you know, how the market's changing and what we can do uh, to kind of move forward. I think uh, this level of flexibility and I think, you know, consistently sharing feedback with our customers, it's going to allow us to continue supporting our clients um, with fully transparent and efficient performance performance media buys. And I think that's kind of the goal that we're, we're always striving for.
2: Yeah, definitely. If you look at the business, of course, you know, a lot of our advertisers are really familiar with Facebook and Google, which also are in the, in the app markets, the dominant players in this field. Uh, But in-app traffic is more, let's say, the black box where also a lot of users are spending a lot of time in playing a game or being in an e-commerce app or whatsoever. So a lot of the time is being played and spent on these particular uh, apps. And and there's what we are so good at. And to drive really transparent user acquisition strategies uh, in-app traffic it's challenging because it's more a black box or so many platforms, uh, so many SDKs, where do you get the best users, how to target them uh, is more more difficult and uh, less transparent uh, as the other platforms. But uh, as Jordan says, uh, that's where we come in. You know, we have so much experience in this particular field and we try to guidance uh, our advertisers mm-hmm. to make sure that they also uh, spend uh, their budget on in-app traffic uh, because we believe that there is also a lot of users uh, which can be uh, acquired, but you need to know what you're doing. And I think we bring a lot of knowledge in order to give that transparent user growth strategies uh, for, our, uh,
1: for our advertisers. Makes sense. Well, great. Well, guys, I think that's all for today. Uh, thank you very much for being on this first podcast episode of CC Talks. Thank you for everybody who is following us and listening to our podcasts. Well, if you have questions and I'm talking to all our listeners and you would like to know more about our business, please feel free to email sales at creativeclicks.com. And until next time then.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Ilaria. Thank you very much.